0: Do you have all your shopping done? I think so. <laughs> okay. Who, who do you have to buy Christmas presents for? Basically, you. <laughs> I knew That's why I was concerned if you have your shopping done. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new creation podcast. I'm Amy, and I'm here with my husband, Jason. Hello. All right. So are you ready? for re- Let's do that. I have no hello. Is that sound? Hello. All right. Are you ready for the story? Hi. Okay. So today the name of today's story is called Mercy. Are you ready? Of course. Okay, so World War One, 1918. A British soldier named Henry Tandy was stationed in northern France. By this point in the war, Henry was actually considered a war hero. In fact, he would go on to be the most decorated British soldier in World War I. But that is not why everyone remembers the name Henry Tandy. On September 28th of 1918, after a very long day of fighting, Henry was resting in his trench, looking out towards the enemy German line. Are you with me so far? Flip mm-hmm. my page. Okay. All right. So it was quiet now, and a mist hung heavy in the air. So just imagine you're on the battlefield, northern France. It's probably cold, right? Wasn't Baston? Wasn't that the Battle of Baston? What was it? No, what's it's? It's World War II. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like you the all um, stuff like that. Weren't they both France?
1: Uh, yeah, but feel like of France. Yes. No matter
0: what war, it was cold. When did I say this was?
1: i don't think vietnam
0: war september 28th well it wasn't in france this was in northern france are you okay are you ready so it was cold and quiet and a mist hung heavy in the air so soon henry noticed a figure off in the distance walking towards him immediately henry raised his rifle but did not hold the trigger he wanted to be sure this was an enemy soldier before he fired obviously there's chaos It's a battlefield, right? He's in his trench. So Henry's watching this soldier get closer and closer. And through the mist, Henry sees a badly wounded German soldier. The German soldier was unarmed and definitely did not realize that he was walking towards British trenches. Henry aimed the rifle directly at the German man's chest, but still did not fire. Soon the German soldier got so close that he now saw Henry too. He met Henry's gaze, and the young soldier didn't run. He, he didn't respond. He didn't do anything. He just kind of seemed to be resigning to his fate. He saw what was going on. He saw Henry. He saw the life and I think he just exactly was going to die. But So Henry is a highly decorated war hero, and he was not afraid to, to shoot enemy soldiers, but he didn't shoot him. For some reason, Henry felt bad for the unarmed and wounded German soldier. He thought he looked pathetic. So Henry looked around to make sure no one was watching, and then he lowered his rifle. So for a few moments, Henry and the German soldier just stared at each other. Until finally, the German soldier nodded a thank you to Henry and wandered back in to the misty battlefield. The man whose life Henry spared that day was Adolf Hitler. What? Yeah?
1: How the... How do they know that?
0: Uh, I guess war records.
1: Like, you didn't ID him before he left?
0: No, I think this is is real. This is a real story. Look it up.
1: Like, real, real.
0: Yes, it's (laughs) real, real. (laughs) Yeah. Henry Tandy, look it up World War I, 1918, in France. And he didn't, here's the thing he didn't spare other people's lives, he like shot tons of people. Like I said, he was the most decorated. British soldier of World War 1 think about that for a second the most decorated he was he was considered a war hero and he felt bad for this guy he was wounded he didn't have any he didn't have any weapons so you're just shaking your head i don't know like it's what a are weird your story what are your thoughts what are your thoughts like here you are henry tandy right and you're just like hanging out at home world war 2 is on the horizon i don't know And, you
1: know, because like they didn't introduce themselves like, uh, uh, well,
0: maybe he reckoned, maybe he's like watching TV. And then here comes this like German, like,
1: He has a total whole Homer Simpson moment. (laughs) So that's why they call it mercy, because he showed him mercy. Yeah.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that happened. You You weren't there. Listen, I did. It could have
1: been a guy that looked just like him. And maybe he was a nice farmer that raised cows or something in Bavaria.
0: Well, No, I don't. A
1: Bavarian farmer.
0: I do my research. This is Henry Tandy, spared the life.
1: The light. fog of war. Yeah. Literally. So do you he, think he
0: had the mustache? He, like maybe he had the mustache. Maybe that's why he was like, oh, that's for sure him. Look at the mustache.
1: I think as soon as he put on that mustache and he wasn't Charlie Chaplin, everybody knew that dude was crazy. Probably true.
0: All right, are you ready for the Bible?
1: Uh, yes, I am definitely ready. For that.
0: But look at what you learned today. Did you know that before today?
1: No, but I don't know if I believe.
0: <laughs> you ready? Okay. All right. So today our scripture is in Psalms, Psalms 14. Wait on the Lord; be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And so I got to thinking about all the times that people waited. On God. Moses waited on God. Moses waited and never even saw the promised land. Fast forward, New Testament, right? You've got the woman who waited 12 years. The woman that was bleeding, she waited 12 years. Uh, Jairus waiting for his daughter. You know, he went and remember they said, don't bother the teacher. She's already dead. He was waiting for Jesus after he healed that woman for 12 years. The man who was 30 some years that he was blind, that Jesus healed. Over and over and over again, we see people we we don't see all the time that they waited we see the time that god works in them right god is working in us in the waiting that's where the real work is being done that's where the real patience is being built that's where the strength and that's where cuz that's where people fall out they don't fall out in the middle of the miracle happening you know it's not like the guy had his eyes healed and was like oh great well now this is you know i'm not going to do this anymore the, the miracle is at the end of his waiting it's the people that you know persevere and wait and allow god to do mm-hmm. his work in them so that the miracle can come but i think that a lot of people get discouraged within the waiting because we want things to happen on our time and you know everything is perfect in god's time and i think really things just get messed up when we just start pushing that and trying to make god's miracles god's work god's timing be our own timing well said
1: I, I guess i would agree with you i would definitely agree with you that i mean there's our time and the time of the world and then there's god's time and god's time is always perfect mm-hmm. and i i would agree with you hundred percent that he grows us in that waiting although we don't like it especially nowadays mm-hmm. everything's instant oh my gosh amazon yeah forget about yeah. it yeah like i mean that just changed everybody's idea of what a normal time frame should be for something to arrive, a package, a delivery, or somebody to make something.
0: Yeah. How about trying to research something? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was able to research Henry Tandy <laughs> <laughs> online. I could just type it in, and I could be able to pull up the information. I mean, think about you know, thirty some years ago, I would have had to go to the library, find the book that I was looking for, go get the book, check the book out, read the book. I mean, you know, how everything and that is would just, only be
1: one source, right? You can literally find people that have done the work for you almost now. Like they've read it, researched it, written papers on it. You can just go and read their summary, their thesis on whatever subject you want because of just the world, how we're connected now. Mm -hmm. But I think that connection can kind of separate us too, though, because there's no conversation. It's literally like just this expectation that everything's going to be right there at your fingertips. So when we do have to wait, when we do have to look up things, Mm -hmm. when you do have to reason through things. And try to figure things out on our own, you become frustrated.
0: Well, yeah, Honestly. Absolutely. And the reason that waiting in God's time is perfect is because what we receive is worth waiting for. I think the the miracle gets lost in the the busyness of we're like, I want this and I want that and I want this and I want that. But when we ask God for something, you know, when there is persistence in our prayers instead of insistence and you know, when when we're waiting on God for that thing. And then that thing comes, that prayer is answered, and we've been praying for it for months or years or decades, and then God answers that prayer, that's something that's, you know, yeah, this is absolutely God, and this is absolutely God's timing, and and this was worth the wait. I agree. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we're going to continue on. So now we didn't have, we had testimony last week, which was awesome. We had testimony with Joe, just amazing. But one of the things I wanted to kind of talk on, just kind of touch on a little bit tonight is the holidays. I think, you know, this being our first year working in ministry uh, within recovery, we're quickly seeing that the holidays um, are tough and they're tough for a lot of people. And, you know, last year was tough for us. We were kind of in the, in the thick of it. And I think it's easy as we work our way personally through recovery. I think it's easy for us to forget that. The holidays can be a real source of pain for people. And so I'm just wondering, you know, maybe what is a tool that you would recommend for people as they go into the holidays?
1: Just the memories associated with holidays from both the person in recovery and then the family's perspective too, of their friends or their relations, whatever the relationship is to them. I think that does make it really hard because some of those memories aren't, a lot of those memories could not be very good. Mm-hmm. And so then those memories mm-hmm. come back. So you understood know, that new memory, you know, walking in recovery, walking in sobriety, walking in freedom. And, and you're seeing things different and people are seeing you different. Mm-hmm. And I think all of that plays into it. But, I mean, you still are carrying some of that around and that's the thing that Jesus can just take. But, yeah, as far as a tool is, just you don't don't think you have to do it on your own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, I mean, you don't. That's that's what recovery is, is. I mean, that's where God made us to be in fellowship and communion with each other. Um, and competing with him, he's mm-hmm. with us so he can help us get past those hard parts and he can, and we can seek help. And that's what like if you, what is it, James, where he talks about the healing comes from the forgiveness comes from Jesus's sacrifice on the mm-hmm. cross, but the healing comes from each other. And if we can make sure we're not going it alone, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, that's whoever, you know, that's family, that's friends, that's relations, that's recovery. That's a meeting. I mean, if that's what you got to get to, get to a meeting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, take that step to to be to own your own recovery and know that. I mean, we're talking about it. I mean, people that are in recovery know the holidays are hard. It's mm-hmm. not a secret. I think it's a little bit of a an eye opener as as we started this. You know, this ministry. I think it's a little bit of an eye opener for us. But.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you know also too that reminder that it's a, a unique opportunity that we have on the other side of recovery to start building new traditions if the traditions or the memories of old are painful for people start a new tradition start something new and most importantly when it comes to all of this to remember not to lean on our own understanding and just to really focus on what is what is god's promise for us in christmas and so that reminder that god came and was born and lived and died so that we didn't have to be shackled by whatever it is that we have hitched ourselves to, you know.
1: Be praying for people that are in recovery and that are moving through this season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yeah, I like to
0: make the new memories. Yeah, well, awesome. Well, hopefully, one of those new memories that people <laughs> can make is joining us this Friday, December twenty second at Emmaus Road Community Church in Laramie at 6 p.m. We're actually not going to be having a normal meeting this week. We're going to be doing um, movie night for Christmas. So be sure to bring the family and kids. We're going to have popcorn and ice cream. It's going to be a good time. And then you can visit us on Facebook at Celebrate Recovery Emmaus Road. And you can come back here every Tuesday for a new episode. So as we go into the holidays, we just want to encourage everyone, let you all know that we'll be praying for strength, for peace, for comfort, Um, and for God's understanding, and that if you are in the midst of waiting for that miracle, waiting for that freedom, waiting for that sobriety, that God is working, and just to not forget that. So, we thank you guys again for joining us, and we love you all. Good night.